Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Crowcast Podcast. I'm Shane. Hey, I'm Ronnie. And these are the audio versions of the interviews we've had with our special guests on Crowcast. This episode is with Ramesh Dodengoda. Oh, man, it was really cool to catch up with Ramesh, dude. We haven't seen him uh, properly since we did Sick of Me, where we, we managed to get over. Was that... I'm losing track now due to this lockdown. Was that... That was this year, wasn't it? 2021. Do you know, I have um, no idea. Wow. That, I have no idea. Do you know what? That's a frightening thing, isn't it? When we're, we're chatting by you, um, and I love how organic it is, because we genuinely... You've been in a situation for so long, you're losing track of... Yeah, I have no of, sense of time, bud, with lockdown. I, it was before and after. I, what happened in between, I don't know. Yeah, it seemed very easy, like when we were talking about the, <laughs> the whole Germany stuff and that, because it happened like... I don't know, like now lockdown, do you know what I mean? Or yeah, now yeah. pandemic, where it just feels like we've been in a shitstorm for so long. It's almost like, when was that? Was that first shitstorm, second shitstorm? Um, where, where are we right now? So anyway, for anybody listening to this, um, we went in with Ramesh and recorded the track Sick of Me, which you can hear um, or see. If you want to look at the video, we did that some point during lockdown, one, two, or three whatever um but yeah that's available on youtube um you can also get it on itunes or go and listen to it now on spotify um but it was just really cool to have him on the show um and talk to him properly mate wasn't it and, and discuss about his yeah we, we've had him on before and he was very briefly because we had a couple of guests on that night but um it was great to have him back because he's done so much man he's done so much within the industry he's you know he talks about how he started and and you know he kind of grew with the bands of the scene as a producer, which was really interesting to see, you know, and, um, and hear his humble beginning, so to speak, and um, moving to Cardiff in a bigger studio. It was, yeah, it was really good, man. Yes, yeah, all risks, yet confidence. He was obviously confident in his abilities and the vision of where he wanted to take it, which was really cool because, like I say, within the interview, a little bit of a spoiler, I, like I said, I've known Ramesh for years and I've known of him for years i remember loads of bands particularly like you know early blackout a band called like the guns uh dopamine back in the day they all used to talk about working with ramesh yeah and then i remember like kids in glass houses getting signed and getting a, a real breakthrough especially on like tv with kerrang and and everything that was out then mtv was cooking um and knowing that like ramesh had worked with them and he had a very signature sound for a long time especially like a lot of bands within that scene or that era um, would go to Ramesh for that certain sound. And I kind of like the way now, like, you know, speaking to him in this episode, now he's gone on to work with um, Bring Me The Horizon and he's been a Grammy nominated, uh, nominated producer and the recent success with the, with the, with the gold disc. It's kind of cool to see him evolve as well as the bands that he talks about, mate. Yeah, man. What, what caliber of bands he's worked with? Won't spoil too much. Go and listen to the podcast. But uh, yeah, man, it, it was just great to chat with him and talk about where he's come from and, and just how successful he's been. And and he's and not just as a producer, um, educating up and coming producers. You know, with his control room and his plugins. And so yeah, it's a real. It was a real good episode, man. Bit technical, but um, I love all that. 
Yeah, man. And for anybody um, who's listening to this maybe months down the line, or it could be years, depends how long we keep this going for, dude. Hopefully it is years. Um, This is episode 55 on YouTube, which if you want more of a visual. But we didn't really, you know, we put a few photos on the screen, but we didn't really go into it. It wasn't... um, there wasn't too much to miss visually. It's a lot said, which is brilliant, and some great stories as well, especially the one about um, Phil Campbell Motorhead. But I won't spoil it. Should we get into it? Here we go. Strap in. This is Crowcast Podcast. We Shall we have a guest? Ah, yes. Can't wait for this. Ladies and gentlemen, Crow family, please welcome our good friend, award-winning, Grammy-nominated record producer, Mr. Ramesh Dodangoda. Hello. There he is, the best camera in the business. (laughs) Looking fresh. How are you, brother? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Yes, not too bad, not too bad. So obviously, you're at Longwave Studios there? I am, yeah. Yeah, we've... um... Just been doing some work here today, so I thought I'd I'd stick around here and do this with you here. Awesome. What type of stuff today, bud? Can you see? Lots of lots, of lots of boring stuff. We're like um we're just like doing like some rewiring and ah, right. bits and bobs and yeah, so like nothing nothing exciting today. That's it, man. People don't realize how what it takes to run a studio like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's... there's 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 a lot of, you know, boring days of just like setting things up and today we were like playing around with like lighting for like some video stuff that i have to do um so yeah it's it's not it's not all uh all exciting stuff <laughs> i imagine yeah. like in this climate we didn't really get a chance to kind of embark on it last time but you've had to adapt as well like you said with all the, the lighting uh we were lucky enough to come down which we'll touch on that later but um you know, like you said, you've had to look at more this this kind of platform now for 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 even your work, um, um, especially with 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 everything you're doing with the the tutorial side of stuff. Yeah, I mean, because um, like I run an audio community that's called Control Room, and and um, I think during lockdown we had like a lot of new members, and you know it was a great time to like really spend some time getting you know things for that better and. You know, so like, yeah, I mean, and I've, I kind of did like a lot more, more mixing, like, well, you know, cause we had to kind of close and we weren't really able to kind of do, you know, face to face sessions. <laughs> There's me. Um, so yeah, like, you know, I, I did a lot of mixing, um, which is, which is great. Cause I, you know, really enjoy doing that. I, like, I don't just, you know, record and mix my own stuff. I mix things that have been sent to me, you know, that have been recorded elsewhere. So. Yeah, you know, it's it was, you know, it's been it's been it's been interesting. <laughs> and yeah, yet man. again, like get get to do jobs that you don't want to do, but you got the time to do them. As in, like you know, I seen that you revamped the studio, which was brill. Uh, give it, yeah. give it a new, new look of paint, which looks beautiful. Um, and then I suppose do any 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 work to any of the gear because um, you're always flat out. So it's a perfect chance to kind of dust everything down, I suppose, and. Or upgrade as well, or try new yeah. gear as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I they, there's always like a lot of new equipment coming in. Like, I just got two new snare drums the other day. Like, I like I can't play drums, but I love drums. Um, yeah. And 
you know, like I, I think for me, like especially with production stuff, like drums are the foundation of any song. Like if you, you know, when when they're really, you know, nice and proud and and when they sound great, everything else just fits on top. You know, so so yeah, you know, I've just been kind of getting new bits of drum stuff as well, and it's been yeah, you know, it's been fun. That's what I love about your place as well, Ramesh. Is that if you if you are lucky enough to get down to that studio and and work with Ramesh. Every five minutes is something new coming through the door. There's a new parcel, <laughs> there's new equipment coming in, upgrading left, right, and center. And as that's coming in, he's selling his old stuff, going out in other boxes. It's, <laughs> it's like an in and out um, dispatch you're, factory, isn't it? It's unbelievable. You, you almost bought some speakers off me last time and you, you chickened out. I really did. Yeah, I did chicken out and really wish I bought them now. <laughs> that's a good, that good deal. It, it was a good deal. It was a good deal. But yeah, man, you get you get given a lot of stuff, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I don't know why, but um, I guess you know it's like you you know I get a lot of I work with a lot of great brands who yeah. just want me to use stuff on records and yeah. and it's it, the thing is it, it's cool because like say if you know I've got an amp or something that's you know so many guitarists will get to try that equipment so. You know, I, I think a lot, I think as well, especially when you're in the studio, you tend to find like new things that you want to use with the band. Like, you know, I know a lot of guitarists, for instance, when, you know, if we've used a certain amp, they then want to go and get that for live. And same with, yeah. you know, drums sometimes, you know, you, you find something that you like in the studio. So, yeah, yeah, 100%. So let's go back in Ramesh, um, way back to where it all started. Before you even thinking about being a producer, bud, I mean, obviously, we know that you play a bit of guitar and stuff. And um, so, was it ever a thought of being a musician first? Yeah. So, I mean, I started like I I heard Oasis, and then yeah. that got me into music big time. Um, and it got me like playing the guitar. Um, and like, yeah, when I was in, when I was like um, in school, like I you know was in a band, did that whole thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but but for me, like I just I hated being in a band. I loved going into the studio with them and like recording. Right. I found that like really interesting and like watching people work on you know our music at the time. And for me, it was just like I just I had no interest in the whole being in a band thing. It was I just started to develop the you know the the stu- you know the love for the studio side of it really. So was never songwriting was never a yeah or... yeah no def- definitely definitely um and I think I think like um especially with the Oasis thing like um I know it's a band that you either love or you hate but I think what they taught me was like how simple big songs you know they, mm. they don't need to be complicated songs like you listen to any of those songs and they're so simple. And yeah, they're huge, you know, and, and whether if, even if you don't like that band, you, you know, all the words to a lot of the songs, which I think is like, you know, that's very powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. They got signature riffs. I mean, they got signature riffs, the hooks. Um, and it's like you said, even if you're not into the band, you can't help but sing along to a chorus if it's on the radio, because you just... Yeah. In, even just the melody lines, uh, they, they are perfectly captured. Because I said to you... Um, that I didn't realize that somebody else told me that you were into Oasis. And I was like, what? Only because I, I, 
I don't know. I just never knew they were such a big influence of that kind of. I've, it's said, I've, cool. I've definitely got in trouble in like Fuel Rock Bar because I've put like, I've queued like 30 Oasis <laughs> tracks on the jukebox. And <laughs> someone, someone tried to fight me for that. Some, 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 guy, some guy tried to try to fight me because I put too much Oasis on. <laughs> so what age, what age were you, mate, when you, you first started recording then for bands? Um, I think I was like, I mean, it, it started because um, as a guitarist and like the guitarists in your band are probably the same, like you, you start obsessing over getting the guitar sound you want to come out of the speakers. And that's mm. what happened with me. So um, I think I'm, you know, it would have been around like, you know, 15, something like that. Yeah. And um, I, I just got obsessed with like, how do I get, how do I make my guitar sound the way it sounds in my head? And I think everything came from that obsession, really. Like, I naturally progressed with, okay, how can I make drums sound good and, you know, you know everything else? And, um, yeah, so it started there, really. And was it a case of, like, then going and, and learning how to use this equipment? Or did you build your own studio? Or did you go and work with other studios? Or I built my own studio. So I basically, like, I would um, just... Uh, you know, like buy whatever, you know, just basic stuff. And I would just learn and learn and learn how to get the most out of it. And, um, and yeah, like I built um, a studio on the side of the, the house. It was tiny. Like you could, the live room, you could fit a drummer and the drum kit and the drummer couldn't move. It was like, it was so small. <laughs> and it was boiling. And I think I remember like recording one drummer in there and it was so, cause it was so small and hot he he went outside and there was steam coming off his <laughs> so um but yeah you know like yeah that's yeah i had had the studio inside the house for, for quite a while and we, we did like did quite a lot of bands in like kids in glass houses and dopamine don't know if you remember that band yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. neil star blackout yeah. yeah like all that stuff kind of started there really yeah, well, that was a whole scene amongst yourself as well. And I yeah. think that's that's when I started hearing your name originally uh, was throughout that that kind of scene when we were playing with them up where, whether it be Merthyr, Blackwood, um, all those areas. And I started kind of playing with Sean's bands or Neil, especially with Dopamine as well, um, Alex with the guns. Um, and your name started kind of propping up a lot, which was really cool. Um, was there like, was there a time around there where, where you were thinking of maybe getting back into the band thing or were you just kind of so engrossed into the... Because that was a real cool scene that was happening. Or were you just like, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start recording all these bands by you? Um, by, then... by that... But yeah, by by that point, I was super focused on producing. Um, I yeah. had no... Yeah. I, the, the being in a band thing got, like, done with me very early on. Uh, you know, as soon as I kind of got into this, I was, you know, I've just always been just about this only really um but yeah like i mean that scene was amazing i i like i always wish i could relive that time it's just mm. like have you still got like, the old demos as well ramesh like all uh... yeah i've got like i've got drives that go back like behind that rack is like so many drives that date back um and there's like you know all different versions of songs there's like yeah, there's there's so many like versions that no one will probably ever hear, you know. I love yeah. that. 
Yeah. I love that because I was such a like you said it was such a cool scene. So the fact that you were around starting to capture him um, from that age as well, and then as they were growing and and progressing, um, yeah. that must have helped. That must have helped yourself then as well. Like you know, yeah. Like I think I just think there was just like a huge like sense of community. Like everyone was helping each other. I mean, I know that still exists, but I don't know. It was just something magic when you were kind of like growing through it and um like i think for me it like the kids in glass houses thing like you know i i did we did like two demos and they started to get you know really popular and and then people were like calling asking for me to produce their bands and it just kind of and then you know as soon as like kids in glass houses took off then like i kind of went with it um in terms of like you know, so many bands were like calling up at that at that point, and it, you know, it was just growing from there, really. And then, obviously, because of that growth, then you you kind of had to make the studio bigger and come down to Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, like the 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 first main kind of big decision was like the yeah at the time the risky idea of like okay, I'm going to need to get a place, and I wasn't here then; I was somewhere else. Um, but yeah, I mean that you know that was a huge move, move and it was you know, quite nerve wracking as well. Cause like Ooh. you still don't know how it's going to pan out, but, um, you know, luckily still, still here. Yeah. Cause obviously when you started, like you said, it was on the side of a house. Was that like still with mum and dad at that point? Yeah. 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 So I, I respect that. So I know what you mean it's like, Derek, this is safe. Um, get to have the bands in, get to learn my yeah. craft. You know, yeah. you know, really it's like, yeah. 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 So, um, but I mean, some of the bands you've worked with now, bud. Can you just list a couple of you worked with? <laughs> um, yeah, like um, Motorheads, Horizon, Funeral for Friends, Twin Atlantic. Um, yeah, I like loads. Of, wow, it's been it's been, uh, it's been very cool to get to work with a lot of these bands. That's insane. Yeah, and the list does go on and on and on. Like, yeah, uh, he's been like, a bit modest there. <laughs> he has been a bit modest because, like, it just become part of a thing where I remember wherever I was in my career at that point, you'd hear like of a new band who were doing really super well, like, say, the Young Guns or whatever. And then obviously, you'd worked with them. Um, Kids mm. in Glass Houses, as everybody know, exploded. You were working with them. Um, Funeral for Friends, you were working with them. There, there's so many. It goes yeah. on. Um, it was. Was Long Wave a lot of the work there, or did that kind of take you out of Long Wave, and then you started obviously progressing and working in other studios? Or I, I definitely did, and I still do. Like I, I probably spend like eighty percent of my time here, um, in, you know, in my studio. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was definitely taking me to other studios, and you know, working with you know in different different environments, um, which I, you know, I love doing when when I can anyway. Um, but yeah, like, you know, I think, you know, like there's been so many projects which have, like, led me to, like, a really prestigious studio, like, you know, like Abbey Roads. Like, yeah. I, I still can't, you know, believe that I've worked there so many times now. And because it's like, it's places like that are just places that I obsessed about, you know, growing up and, you know. 
Is it a bit daunting though, or is it always a case like you know all the equipment? Because what I noticed about you is um, the, the software that you were using in your studio, I've never heard of, but you would use from day one. And so, is it a case of do you like using that stuff and then just take it along with you? I've got like a, a I don't know, a suitcase full I do, of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like for me, like I don't, I don't want the technology to to be a like a barrier between me working on the music. So the the more familiar my equipment is this, you know, I always try and have the stuff that I like and, and that I know works really well because I don't want the band to be sat there for hours trying to get, you know, a kick drum sound or something. Cause it's boring. It's like, no one, no one is there to do that. Everyone, you know, you're there to, to make music. So yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like take stuff that, you know, I like to use because for me it's, it's, if I can, you know, not, not have any problems with stuff like that and that stuff seamless then you know it just allows you to focus on the music more every producer we've worked with all the good ones um they all they're always very conscious of you know the band and not not wasting time for the band and and getting it done because they know you know the minute that musician feels shit about something you're not going to get the best recording um yeah and you know i mean yeah like i mean that's that's the job is to make yeah. you know, to make the band comfortable and like you know if something goes wrong the band do not find out about it you know it's like you you know I I remember going to I flew to Germany to do a record and I got there and and the desk wasn't working and like I was like shit you know just come all this way and um but you know I didn't want to panic the the artist so you know just kind of maneuvered the situation a little bit and you know we got it working he didn't know anything about it and you know because 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 otherwise you know the minute the minute someone in the band panics then it's like you know the session kind of falls apart really yeah yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely if there's anybody sorry ron if there's any crow family that want to um ask ramesh a question just put him in the list there and we'll uh, we'll talk about him later go on ron yeah i was gonna say um before we get the key remember there um so you know, like obviously you had long wave, which, like I said, I, I love that that progression from the side of the house, and then you get your own place. You got all the daunting things of the overheads, and then you're building up your gear. What was it like? Um, obviously, when you worked with a certain band, it, you know, you don't have to see who it was, and then obviously you move out of long wave, and you're in a, I don't know, a, an established studio uh, that you would have geeked up on. You'd be like, oh my god, I'm going there. Um, what was that that feeling like? Because we always ask like band members, um, what was it like when you hit the stage and stuff like that? But you know, it's nice to ask like a producer, an engineer, what 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 was it like to like go to a foreign studio? You know what I mean? That that mm. that place that isn't your home that you haven't adapted to to suit you, um, or was it just really super exciting and you just knew everything that was there? Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely like. It's def- it was definitely exciting, but I do remember like the first few times doing it. You you know I was definitely like nervous and stuff. But then that's when you lean on you know if there's an assistant at the studio, you you know you listen to them. Like I I I don't want to be you know just because I'm the producer, I don't know best. I want to I want to learn. You know I've never used this studio, so where do the drums sound good in this room and you know stuff like that. It's um you know um. So, I mean, now it's, now I don't even think about it. You know, it's like, it's a yeah. natural thing because, and it, you know, something that like, even in control room, I've tried to like, you know, tell 
up and coming producers like you know as soon as you learn the core you know parts of the studio you can walk into anywhere and and work you know it's um it's your first few times are definitely a bit nerve-wracking but after that it's you know like i I just get a buzz every time i you know go anywhere yeah what you look what you look back at ramesh and go that was that was my that's the record that that made me you know that's that's the one that kind of because like we did talk in and obviously amongst the scene everybody knew who you were but what was the one where we'll call it i don't know bands over the bridge would start to ring and you know what i mean it's, it's gone further afield like what was that that record that you felt kind of put your stamp out there for me it would have been smart casual by kids in glass houses um i i had the best time making that record because you know that i grew up with all of all of them like we're we're you know such close friends and um you know we just had the most amazing time we all were on the same page with what we were trying to do and um and that and that one you know that record definitely you know like i would get a lot of calls you know from other bands um after you know from 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 that record so yeah probably probably that one that's cool well there's a couple of questions here i uh, will start with kieran gibson uh question for ramesh which band have you worked with who has grown the most since that time of working with them? Oh, <laughs> that's a really good question. Oh, that's that's a tough question. Yeah. Um, I, I can't think of I can't think of anyone like off the top of my head. But what I would say is it's really it's really great seeing you know bands open to you know developing their sound um, and trying new things and. And growing in that way, like I think, because um, I, th- I think you know, as as a band, you can't you can't always just do the same thing over and over again. I mean, you know, some bands can, and it's great, but I think a lot of people want to explore their sound and try and you know find something new within the band or you know unlock a new and you know something new. And um, so you know, it's really great to see when bands kind of embrace that and and you know really go for it I, th- I think you know even like with with you guys you know when we did sick of me i think there's you know it's there's some new stuff being brought in and you know it's like it's exciting seeing this seeing that stuff come together yeah 100 percent, bud oh do we go tyler campbell tell ramesh oh, to no. tell Neil's story ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, tyler campbell <laughs> <laughs> stitched him right up. <laughs> Has stitched me up. Yeah. Um, oh, I've got to remember it now. Okay, so we were at I think it was Sonosphere, and I was I think I may have just worked on the Motorhead records, and I was in Phil Campbell's dressing room, and Aerosmith were about to go on, and I love Aerosmith. I'm like a huge huge fan, and. Um, I really wanted to watch them like side stage, but we had like a triple A pass, but they weren't, they weren't allowing us on. They weren't allowing me on stage um, because it was like close to like heiress and friends and family. Yeah. So I went, I went to Phil Campbell's dressing room and, and he was like, are you going to watch Aerosmith? And I was like, yeah, but I, I really want to watch them side stage because you know, I, I just want to see it close. And, uh, but I said, but this, they won't let me on with this pass. And he's like, oh, come with me. So Phil Campbell, Motorhead, escorts me through 
all the security. We stop halfway and Phil's like, I need to get my sons because they want to watch as well. So we we get um, get his sons as well. And then we're all walking and we get to the last security guard. And and she and she says, uh, sorry, Phil, but, you know, we know who you are. We, we can't let all these people on. And, and Phil Campbell just goes, these are my sons. <laughs> and I look at him and, like, <laughs> and the, the woman just looked at me and I just went... <laughs> it was the most most awkward like silence and uh and she went oh just just go and 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 to watch it (laughs) (laughs) these are my sons i'm definitely not your son oh that's amazing what a story that is (laughs) well done taylor thank you brother that's brilliant literally brother it's your brother (laughs) yeah tyler was there uh amazing uh tom which band that you have recently worked with will make it next those those damn crows well of course um come on old tom (laughs) there's 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 a you know there's quite a lot um holding absence doing awesome i did a couple of singles with them yeah um and inglorious i think i think they're they're like making a, a big move at the moment they seem to yeah, be. Um... That record was brilliant, Ramesh. We couldn't really Thanks, yeah. talk about it before because um, the, 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 it was due to drop. Um, but yeah, man, I I, I sent uh, Nathan a message. I thought the record it was brilliant, great songs, uh, well produced, great production. Do you know what I mean? It's um, that was a great job. I was man. That was the f- that was the first record that I did in the pandemic, which yeah. was was also new territory. You know, like just kind of working out how we do it and you know that was but it came out great um i really really love that record yeah ian griffiths who is the band ramesh would most like to work with oh um in a completely unrealistic answer aerosmith it's not unreal you never know you never know (laughs) (laughs) that'd be awesome I, i just love like they just have massive sounds like yeah. All their records just sound huge, and they're you know Joe Perry's an incredible guitar player. Um, yeah. So yeah, pro- probably them. As a as a producer, bud, I mean, I get asked this a lot. Like when when you're the, the front man or or the, the singer in a band, and they think they say um they ask you, what song do you love and wish that you had written? As a producer, is there a sound or another producer, fellow producer, that you hear and go, wow, that sound is amazing, that you have in higher esteem, or you wish you, I don't know, had that sound? Or do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, no, I, I get you. Um, is there I a track that you hear and go, wow, man, that's that's up there, that's next level? This, I mean, there's, there's tons of producers and, and mixes that I have so much respect for and, like, um, you know, massively inspire me um i think like one that i love and it's 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 a weird answer because it's not the music that i actually produce but there's um a producer called dave sardi and i think he's amazing at like getting like m- making it sound vintage but also like modern at the same time like he's got this uh, you know he's got a really great sound um so yeah like you know i, I love listening to his records um yeah yeah but i mean you know this this def there's so many producers that you know um and i'm i'm really lucky to be friends with 
a lot of them like you know especially through control room and stuff it's been um you know it's been great to like talk to them and like share tricks and and stuff like that so do you know when you, do you know when you hear a new song or a new band or a new sound um and it comes on the radio perhaps if you're in the car is it a case of you got your producer head on first then you hear the song or is it uh, that is it's the bane of my life yeah is. sometimes i can i can listen to a song and and all i've been doing is listening to the hi-hat or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> stupid um and yeah, it is sometimes it's impossible to turn off. Like there's um I was listening, I was in the car the other day, and like um some might say by Oasis came on, and some days I can listen to it and it's you know, I'm just listening to it. But if you listen to it carefully, and like if some of you who are watching like do this after, there's there's like a vocal delay that's so prominent that you don't really notice it until you listen out for it. And now that's all I can hear. It goes through the whole song. So you've got the vocal and then like a delayed version of it straight away. And and once you once you zone into that, I yeah. that's all you can hear for the entire song. And you can't unhear it, yeah, yeah. Hard, yeah. So it's <laughs> it's, t- it's it's really annoying sometimes because you just like I especially, you know, with you know the producer hat i guess like you're you're listening to like a tiny element and sometimes and you know it's hard to to switch that off is there, is there anything that you've listened to as well you don't have to say names obviously it wouldn't put you on that position but you're hearing something and you think i can't believe that's a hit you know because the producing isn't as good or you thinking oh that's that's not where it should be. Are you hearing that these days? Or is it a case of everything that's on the radio right now is of a certain standard, certain level? Um, I mean, so, song, songs are hits because of, they're great songs, you know? Like, the, the production is something that definitely enhances that and, you know, can can really make the most of a great song. But, you know, if a song's a hit, it's, it's a hit. And it's production, it's got, you know, it's not it's not that relevant really like great songs a great song there's there's loads of there's loads of songs which sound really weird but they're you know they're huge um, yeah so yeah i mean I, I try not to to think about it too much like that yeah that's cool that's cool any other questions here we go lee graham as a huge aerosmith fan myself what aerosmith album would ramesh like to pr- reproduce if he could and how would you change the sound? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, I mean, I I wouldn't touch anything. So yeah, I, I, say. I don't think I could. I could. I could do that. Um, no. They like. Have you seen the making of Pump? Yes. That yes. is the greatest DVD like I've ever owned. It's... We talk about it to Lloyd. He he loves it. I mean, he loves Aerosmith. Full stop. But um, yeah, he put me onto that years ago. He was like, "You've got to check it out." And oh, it's it's up there, mate. I've bought, I've bought like it must be about, about ten copies of it because I used to take it to studios. Like when I was like, if I go residential with a band, I'd make the band watch it, and I just kept <laughs> leaving them in studios. And but yeah, it's, it's you know, it's such a such a great record but um i don't yeah i don't think i could like do you know re-record them i think they you know they make amazing sounding records that's that's our favorite type of studio while we're on it and we're hitting the point um i find it like you know i love coming to to long wave i mean it's only up the road and and it's not far so you've got that that privilege of going home but i love 
staying at a studio because I feel like yeah, same here. Yeah, man, I I, I just I've learned that now with age and everything, and um, I, I I don't know, I love that camaraderie and I I like the whole experience. Yeah, it just feels, yeah. yeah it's no, there. Totally. It just I feels always... like, uh, that's part of it, isn't it? Like, do you know mm. what I mean? There's, yeah. there's stories that come from it, and um, I felt like when me and Shane have done it in the past, um where you kind of go, you sign off. It almost feels feels a bit job-like then. Or, or yeah. like, or, see you in the morning. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like where yeah. some of the greatest stories or some of the greatest moments are at 9 o'clock eating a takeaway or watching yeah, yeah. the making of Pump, yeah. like you just said, like, you know? Yeah, no, like, I, like it's not it's not always possible like you know because obviously it ends up kind of costing more money but yeah yeah um i always i always like encourage it like if if we can i i love i i'm the same i absolutely love going somewhere and you know spending time with the band and you know yeah and like you said like it's it's just all that time even aside from the studio and it's you know it's always fun um yeah it just builds yeah. that camaraderie and the the layers of the record i i feel it almost sets yeah. it up whether it's good moments or bad um because you know not everybody has a brill day in the studio or it can become a bit oh you know that red light's on and um yeah but even to cut away from that or a or a joke off a producer i think that's a great thing when a producer yeah. knows to kind of go let's have a break by you or tells a little joke or or puts yeah. a little clip of something on and part of you's thinking what if why is he putting that on the TV now? What's that got to do? We're recording, and it's almost like to take you away. There's a lot of psych, a lot psych, psychology. Yeah, yeah. And yeah and I think you know if, if 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 you're ever you know if if you can ever um, do it that way, you know it's amazing. You know, it's amazing. I um and yeah, you, you know you can you can kind of do your own hours. You can work when you want. I I like. I'm pretty sure there was a time where like we got to a residential studio and. I just started the barbecue, you know, <laughs> didn't, didn't even start recording straight away. Cause you know, just, just to get, you know, just get everyone comfortable and, you know, so, um, yeah, like I, I, to- I'm totally with you there. Talking about studios, bud. I mean, obviously you mentioned Abbey Road there. There's another studio you've been to and we got some photos here. Boom. Oh, yeah. That was unreal. That wow. was nuts. Yeah. Um, I can't remember how it came about. I just, I was in, I was in America. Um, I'm, I don't know if I was, cause I, I go to Nam every year. Um, the, the music exhibition thing. And I think someone invited me down and it's, ah, oh, it's nuts. They've got all their gear is there. The, um, the white limos parked outside. Oh, um, like, uh, yeah. And like, there's just loads of, guitar cases that are like labeled all Dave, 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 you know, just like rows of them. And, um, yeah, it's like, it's nuts. It's just, and yeah, just the stuff on the walls is like, um, yeah, it's proper, you know, proper nuts going in there and like, just, just seeing stuff you recognize. And yeah, it was, it was amazing. Yeah. So for anybody watching that, that's 606 that is. Yeah. Studio 606. Yeah. Studio six or six, which is a Foo Fighters studio. Um, so there's basically like a lot of stuff from their tours and stuff there as well. Is this so like when they come off tour, they just put it on? Like, yeah, it's, or... it's it's their it's their HQ. So I think everything lives there. I think um, you know they they have you know there's staff working there and 
you know, I, th- it's, I think it's just like where everything is kept, as far as I know. Well, as far as I know, that's the home of um, the the legendary desk from Sound City, you know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Did you see the control room and stuff from it? Yeah, yeah, I went in. Yeah, it's it amazing. Wow. There's a, there's a big painting of of Dave Grohl at the back. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Amazing, That's well, you were on about like bands evolving earlier. I mean, my my earliest memory of the band I'm going to say is of I think I I I done a show in Yeovil with them, Bring Me the Horizon, and and I I remember saying to someone at the time, great front man, you know, very energetic, but I don't see I don't see this lasting. How I was wrong, um, <laughs> how I was wrong, and I've always owned that statement because. I just, you know, at the time it was very sceney and, and you know, they were at the scream core and it wasn't my bag. There was no melody in it for me. And then to see them evolve how they have, um, mm. and especially, and, and what I'm leading to is the, the latest news of your beautiful gold disc uh, that, that you yeah. had the other day, which is incredible. And not just that, mate, it's the whole trip to, to LA and being a Grammy nominee. Yeah, that like having anything that you've worked on like recognized it that kind of I mean for anyone in music like that's this you know the top and yeah that that was just incredible like you know um it was a very surreal uh time What was that like working with the guys cuz like I said I I remember them around 2008, completely different band to what they are now. Um, mm. And I actually really liked the last few records. I've said that to Shane and the boys when we've been on the on, on the road, listening to how they've kind of evolved. And I'm, I'm a big fan of the artwork and everything that kind of goes with it mm. as well. It's always, um, it's very cool. Like, you know, it's, um, what, what was that like, man? Did you have a past with them or was it just something? Yeah. And... Yeah. I mean, I had a, I, I'd worked with them before. Um, so I, I got asked to mix um, live from Wembley their their live album, um, which um, I came in like right at the end. I, I think they couldn't get it right, and then I, I came in and did it, and I think they liked that. And then they called me back for um, they did live at the Royal Albert Hall, which was like a huge show with um, with an orchestra and. Um, and like a choir and they got me to mix that for their release as well. And, um, and then, yeah, like a few, um, I think it was the, when we did the premiere actually of, of the Royal Albert Hall show, like we had like a private cinema thing up in London and, and they asked me then whether you know, whether I'd be up for, for working on, um, the next record with them. And, uh, and yeah, it came about and we went, went to they flew me out to america to la for two months which was you know that was amazing and yeah like we lived together for for the two months as well we you know they they rented a, a big house and um yeah you know it was great i get i get along with them all really well and um you know i've, I've known them anyway from from working with them before but um yeah it, it was a it was a great experience and, and to have that long as well on a record was like really cool because you know, you could, we, we did, we did songs in, in batches as well. So we didn't like do all the drums for the entire record and then all the bass or whatever. We, we just did like four songs, finished those, then started a new batch and stuff like that. So, you know, it was great. I had a, had a really good time. 
and um, the weather didn't hurt either. It was (laughs) beautiful California weather. Yeah, it's a bit different in Wales. Yeah. I like that process, so that's that's interesting because obviously um, we've done a few processes ourselves in the crows and 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 in the past, but that's that's a really cool vibe that is almost where you 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 do everything, um, you get it up to a certain level of four or five songs, and then it's almost great then for like you then Shane or or a vocalist because you can kind of have a break again then. Space it out, yeah, yeah. Start I mean, back, start back with the drums, but you've got those four or five cooking yeah. with everything yeah. kind of there everybody's hitting those adrenaline and the and the excitement of the record and then you, you're on to the next four and yeah i, like I mean that. yeah i mean it it's it's not always possible like because it takes it does you know take you, you time, it takes yeah. a little time but um yeah i mean it, it's really cool because because it, it you know makes it a bit fresher again and um it also you know it, it allowed them to to keep writing the next batch as well. So, you know, they, they could tweak stuff while we were finishing recording the first load of songs. And so, you know, it was, it was really good for that as well. Oh, very it, cool. That sounds a bit sort of um, traumatic as well, or as a producer, because you, are you thinking like the sound could change on the next batch of songs? <laughs> like if you, you know, you've got a drum set. As so fun, funnily, funnily enough, like, and I don't know if this is going to get too technical, but um, so, when we were discussing studio use, I, I, I suggested that we, we kind of alternate. They had a studio A and then a B, which is across the the hall. But what I needed them to do, so we'd we'd cut all the drums in studio A in the big room, yeah. and then we'd move into B for for like a couple of weeks and do all the guitar stuff. Um, but then I was telling the assistants when we come back to A, I want the drum kit set up exactly how I left it. And the poor guys there, like they must have hated me, like because I, you know, I wanted everything to be as close to how we left it, you know, because they were they were dismantling it when we were moving each, each studio, yeah. And they'd walk around with like laser measure measuring pointers, and you know, one of them would be like talking into a dictaphone. This mic is at six inches away from, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know? And like, it, and they got it. They were amazing. They got it back, and we just walked in, and it was like, yeah, this is where we left off. So. Yeah, you know, it's 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 a it's definitely, you know, as you know, as the studio assistants are so important. Um, you know, like on, it's it's not you know it's it's not like a hierarchy thing. I think you know they're they're so important to the flow of any you know any recording process. And and they were great there. They just they just got it. They you know, I I got given at the end of the 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 two months like envelopes and envelopes full of like documentation that this guy this guy had taken so many photos of my settings that um he'd like he'd uh made all his phone memory full he couldn't use his phone it just stopped working <laughs> but um yeah so yeah it was you know it was a great great experience and you know to have you know for it you know it was like number one uk record and for it to go gold and the grammy you know, yeah all that stuff is just incredible Wow! Man. Yeah, they, it's a real tip of the hat to them um, how they've progressed. They, and it's like you said, you know, they got good songs. There's, there's solid songs there. It's resonating with a massive audience as well. And I, th- um, I think that's what I was getting at earlier, like, you know, just talking about bands evolving. I mean, that's there's such an amazing example of, like, look at what you can do, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you'd never think that you'd see 
bring me the horizon on Sunday brunch, you know, but yeah, yeah, you know, they, you know, stuff like that. You know, I think, um, they're, they're a really great example of a band who just steps it up each time. And yeah. 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 And, and like you said, um, the sound has has adapted, it's evolved. It's got massive atmospheric, um, and then to take it to the Alba hall, um, and do a show there, uh, which I think is a lot of bands, dreams if you've got that material to do something like that which is phenomenal um is that one of your favorite moments throughout your career Ramesh um doing this record and and what it's achieved at the moment or is there is there something else that sticks out where you're like yeah was like that that was my favorite moment I mean yeah I mean I think this is definitely uh you know a highlight for me because of you know what's come out of it and you know just being able to go to the Grammys has, has always been a lifelong dream for me, let alone to have, you know, something, re- you know, recognized there as well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, definitely, I'm I'm so thankful for them, you know, having me work on it and, um, you know, yeah, just really grateful for that. I love that. Amazing, dude. Um, we've been told in the private chat there to talk about the crows in the studio. Um, because we got some exclusive behind the scenes photos. <laughs> Let's yeah, have a look at this. There's oh, Dave. Yeah, this was brilliant, man. I mean, me and the boys were talking about it the other day, Ramesh, of it was such a fun, but weird process. Do you know what I mean? It was oh, so yeah. different. Yeah. Um, and I know you went through it with Inglorious, but for us, it was like, Wow, this is this is this is weird. Like you know, it's um. Yeah, I, mean, I I think you know, like it was just new to everyone. You know, with no no one's ever been through you know pandemic like this, and you have to kind of figure out how to do it. But you know, I I'm so glad we did it because otherwise we wouldn't have done it, and that song wouldn't be around. Yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. Know, I'm glad we kind of were like, right, how can we make this work? And you know, it was it was it was great fun. I really enjoyed that session. Yeah, yeah, man, it, it was really strange. And Ramesh was like, uh, "Can you mask it, please?" Even if it was down a little bit, it was like there. Uh, mask. It was like so. <laughs> nobody was, and and what's that's why I want to kind of stress to everybody. You know, it was through tough times, and but the rest, we were so strict with those restrictions, and um, yeah, and to have something positive come out of a real shit time, man. Um, mm-hmm. Like working, it felt like we were going to work again. Um, so it was, it was it was amazing, and um, the whole experience was so so fun. Loved it, I absolutely loved it, but so weird. <laughs> yeah. So weird. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's beautifully put, that is, mate. It's Because um, I hear it now, and it's fab, um, still getting a lot of radio play. Um, and it yeah, just, it's done, it's done well, that. It mm. has, mate. It's, it's doing really, really well. And um, I was out somewhere the other day, and we get asked, you know, what's it like when you hear somebody else playing your music? I literally, I didn't have our music on, but I, I literally passed somebody, and they had sick of me playing uh, no way. Like, yeah cool. yeah 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 and it was like it sounded fucking ba- much better in his car but this way so i don't know what what stereo he had compared to mine like you know but um it was I banging still, it was pumping out of the out the windows um I still, and- I still get a huge buzz out of out of that like hearing stuff on the radio or hearing it yeah. in a club like it's still you know it's amazing well, for me, we were on a junction going around a roundabout, and I almost kind of, <laughs> I was like, I, I got a tidy issue, and I was like, that's our song. And then I, I remember kind of 
going back around. <laughs> you know, chasing the yeah. yeah, and I will have that song because I was like, is it our song? And then like went to the next traffic light. I was like, fucking that sounds great. Like, do you know what I mean? And, <laughs> um, and the point of me saying that little funny story was like, I don't know, it just brought me straight back to it of, oh, wow, we managed to do... Yeah. We managed to do that because, you know, the reality is, you know, we are where we are and the light is now at the, the end of the tunnel, as everyone's saying. But during yeah. that time, it was so hard to get anything yeah. over the over the line. Um, and I, th- I think that's the key thing that we we managed to do it. It's like, you know, there's so many, there's so many projects that have had to go on hold. And like, you know, I feel um, so sorry for, you know, like especially like live engineers who just had nothing. They've not been able to do their jobs and um so i think you know i was just stoked that we were able to do it you know and you know yeah i, th- I think um you know we, we came out with a great result as well so yes, yeah man. absolutely yeah. absolutely so let's talk a little bit ramesh about um control room for guys who don't know anything about it can you tell people about that uh yeah sure it's it's an audio community that I set up for um, either, you know, bedroom producers, people who are like getting into, you know, making songs at home. Um, but there's also like Grammy winning, platinum selling, very successful producers and mixers in there. And it's amazing because like everyone, um, you know, communicates together and like everyone treats each other with respect. There's no like talking down to anyone who's like just starting out. It's the most amazing community. Um, I started it because, um, I I used to get like a lot of, um, like people on the internet going, Oh, how did you get this sound? How did you get this guitar sound on this record and whatever? And I just thought there's going to be a better way of kind of doing this. And, like rather than kind of spamming people's timelines and stuff and which yeah. I probably still do actually with control room, but yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, um, but yeah, like, and it, you know, it's just become amazing. It's, it's, um, it's not just about myself. It's like, there's so many like producers that I look up to and, and they're constantly sharing like their tips and tricks. Like there was like one amazing time when someone was like, um, I'm trying to get this, vocal to sound like this ed sheeran track and the producer who did that ed sheeran track replied and said i did this here you go and just sent all the screenshots of his settings and like was just so helpful to someone starting out and i don't know for me like i i I wish i had this growing up so hopefully it helps like a new generation of you know producers or people who want to kind of get involved in this stuff that's amazing, dude. I, 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 you know, follow you on Instagram and stuff, and I've seen that these messages and these people being asking questions, and it's almost like no question is stupid. It's a question's a question, and oh, yeah, and, and, every, and the the advice they're getting is from established, you know, Grammy nominated producers. Um, it's incredible. I wish we had that as kids, man. Yeah, like it's it's wicked. Like I mean, um, it's just like whenever someone mentions a song usually the producer that's done it is is like in there and then you you hear like so many like cool stories about like what technique they did i mean there's um there's that she's american song by 1975 and i was like the drums sound so distinctive on that and and um mike crossy the producer like straight away told us how they did it and i was like i never would have even thought that's how you did it and like so it's it's you know it's, it's been wicked and we kind of like 
so we we give like multi-track downloads as well so like yeah there's a funeral for a friend one actually um in there um and you know people can download those that i've recorded and you know helps them to learn how to mix better at home or whatever um yeah like it's it's been it's been awesome that's incredible but the advice and knowledge giving back to people as well man that's um that's insane absolutely insane well done to you bro and your guitar plugins. Let's talk about your guitar plugins too. This man does it all. This man does it all. I think this is wicked. This is. Uh, yeah, like um, so uh, a company called STL Tones um asked me ages ago uh about doing this plugin thing with them, and it's been wicked. We basically um, I can't tell you too much about the process of how we do it, but um, we captured the sound of i don't know if i can turn the camera this way but i've got like amps here and and you know quite a lot more next door as well and we captured the sound of those with my miking positions and like exactly how i would record it and you're able to get those sounds in a plug-in now and so you can literally just plug a guitar into your interface at home and play and have the sound that I've, you know, we captured in the studio in, you know, in your laptop or whatever. And, um, it sounds wicked. Like, and also it's, it's like, it's standalone. So you don't have to have like recording software. If you just want an amp at home, then that's got like 60 different sounds, I think, or, you know, something like that. Um, and they put it all, I don't, I don't know if, um, anyone from your band uses campers, but they put the whole thing into the camper pack as well. So, yeah but yeah it's been great and like i kind of i just made it as good as i could because i wanted to be able to use the plugin as well you know so it was kind of i was kind of building it a bit self you know selfishly like i wanted there were apps i wanted to be able to have and um yeah you know it's 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 great like we we were doing a track the other day and it's like it's a really good writing tool because a lot of the time when you're writing you don't really want to be you don't want any tech stuff to be stopping you when you're like writing a song. And, um, we were just doing a little, uh, recording writing thing. And, you know, I'd use the real amps when I was, when I'm recording the track for, you know, properly. But, um, but like, while while we were just doing the writing thing, we were just able to, oh yeah, that guitar sound would be great for this part. And, you know, it's all in front of you. So yeah, it's been, it's been good. Yeah, man, that's, that's that's such a huge thing as anybody being creative. It's got if it sounds half decent starting off, you're you're on a winner. So um... I, I also think like with stuff like that, it's it's like when you when you've got a new guitar, yeah, and like the ins, you know it inspires you to write yeah. a song. And like I think it's like that with guitar sounds. I think as soon as you play through them, it triggers something, and you're like, ah, oh, you know, and then you stumble on something new. So I tried to you know make it like that where you when you go on the sounds you don't really have to do much it it's already sounds good and well uh, that's incredible dude all the links are there in the uh in the comments there they are look facebook youtube and twitch um amazing plugins we love them i've used them can't say enough about them there we are lee evans stl plugins are awesome yeah Lee can play guitar like a a mother trucker (laughs) <laughs> slamming there's a few questions here any more questions from rest guys 
Um, there's actually one year about. Oh, no, Don't no, stitch me up again. I've lost it. I've lost it. <laughs> Whoa, hang on. That's a bit personal. What's that about? <laughs> How big is Shane's mic? What do you mean? This one or the one in the, on the photograph? Uh, Emma Ashcraft, have you ever worked on any albums where bands have brought in guest musicians you didn't expect? There's lots of session musicians in Cali. Uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely happens. Um, there was one hilarious time. I won't say who the band was. Go on. But instead of, instead of using, um, like the, this, like the string quartet that I usually like to use, they, they brought in some people and it was so out of tune. And I was, I was like, we can't use any of this. And I was actually, I was in tears laughing and I was just, I hid <laughs> under this desk. I was just like, <laughs> oh no. Um, yeah. And, um, what, what, so that what did you do? Did you stop it or did you allow them to do it or use it? By some freak accident, it it timed itself with the day that this company brought out this, this like super tuning software. And I was like, I need to buy that now because I can't use any of this stuff otherwise. And um, and it saved it. Saved it. it um, put all my <laughs> strings into tune. And, so it's like um, auto-tune for string quartet. Kind of, yeah. I mean... <laughs> How does that was... work as well? Do you actually tell the artist, like, uh, maybe don't use them again? Um, or do you just yeah, kind of go, did, yeah. cool, guys, got everything we need? <laughs> I mean, this was this was a, this was a long time ago. I mean, like now, I'll usually, you know, I'll kind of, you know, the, the you know, bands may have someone they know. I, I think you know that that was a very, you know, one-off thing that happened. But yeah, most of the time, it's it's great. I mean, I do records sometimes. Um, I did one for um, a girl called Emma Blackery, and we, you know, we I just brought in session musicians, and that was great because like from from working on records you meet like oh that's a great guitarist i'd love to use them at some point and oh that's a great drummer and sessions like that you're able to basically make a super group and just call these people um like you know that session i went to germany with for instance i took a session band with me um i took the bass player for uh rag and bone man he's like one of the best bass players i've ever worked with um and he's a good you know it's a good friend we've worked on like quite a few few things together and it's nice sometimes being able to just yeah just put like the best of the best together and you know it's it makes my job easier because everyone plays amazingly and they're used to being in those situations as well so you know yeah i i do enjoy having session people on awesome one last question before ramesh uh shoots off david franks hi ramesh what is your favorite amp and pedal combination to record with and do you prefer to mic the speaker cabinet or use the direct out hey david um my favorite amp uh, is a tough one probably jcm 800 because i think it's marsh it's marshall it's a classic amp you can get pretty much anything out of it um pedal wise i like to use this so when i was doing bring me lee um introduced me to clon pedals mm-hmm. and an original clon is like two thousand dollars or something like they go for crazy money now maybe more i don't know 
Um, but I found a pedal by a company called J Rocket, um, and it's called the Archer. And it's one of those things where I wish I'd bought years ago. Um, but yeah, that's that's my you know what I like to use uh, in terms of your micing question. Yeah, always a mic and never record straight out of the the amp. Um, always they're always mic'd up because it's there's something about the air moving through speakers and you want to capture that sound so yeah it's always always sounds great with a mic there awesome Ramesh thank you so much brother any other questions get on to control room this guy and so many other producers up and come in and been there and done it the community is incredible go and check that out Ramesh thank you so much for coming tonight buddy and and, and joining us no doubt we will see you when the world puts itself right Yes, beers, beers are needed, Ramesh, definitely. definitely. Yeah, I'd be well up And we'll that. go down to Farewell and we'll put 30 Oasis songs on. Yes, the yes let's do that. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to encourage me to do that. <laughs> and you've got your brothers down the Campbell, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, brother. Great to see uh, you, Ramesh. Thank, thank you, Ramesh. Thank you, Ramesh. Thanks for listening to Crowcast Podcast. Don't forget, this episode is also available to watch on our YouTube channel. For up-to-date information on everything Crows, follow us on all our socials or visit our website, thosedamncrows.com. Tidy. Ta-da!